All right, General Policy, Free Women and Men podcast. We're going to have a long, informative, deep-ass episode. Um, we'll play some little Billy Carson today. If you don't know who Billy Carson is, uh, you know, you ain't woke. Um, then, obviously, my nigga Zach going to talk to y'all. Then I'm going to talk to y'all. No particular order. Well, lesson number one, though, for the General Policy, Free Women and Men podcast is to look outside of your house, your window, just to look outside, period. Look up in the air and see if you see god or jesus coming out of the sky to save you from sin and evil i'll let you uh, wait if you're smart you didn't have to do that because you already know nobody's coming out the sky to fucking save you so that's lesson number one here in this esoteric occult knowledge exposing podcast called general policy free women and men fwm kind of like fuck with me but it really stands for free women and men uh, again, I am your host, Bro Bro. The name of the game is, again, esoteric knowledge, primarily numerology and astrology, uh, mainly gematria, which is a form of numerology, which comes from Kabbalah, uh, which is ancient Hebrew mysticism, a.k.a. black people knowledge and history. Um, and then it was, you know, it's been taken um, and flipped and reversed and all that other good shit like white people do back in the 15th, 16th centuries. Um thus now it is based not in hebrew but based in the english language because the catholic church during the 15th 16th century aka the crusades took that knowledge from jerusalem and made it their own uh but yeah how about them lakers last night as predicted they got the win and if you listen to the podcast yesterday you know i actually forgot that i ended up picking the heat at the end of the day so i actually went undefeated again yesterday you know, I did uh, like the Knicks at first, but then after further deliberation, I ended up picking the Heat. But you would have had to listen to my episode yesterday. I mean, we really gung-ho. Like, I don't even be watching these games anymore. Like, I just decode them, and then I wake up the next day to Skip and Shannon or to your Facebook post or to Instagram to see that, you know, a nigga was right uh, yet again. Just reminds me of back when I said that the leg of the win in 2020, how many people were tripping talking about they're only one because it's the bubble. And here we are three years out of the bubble and the Lakers and Heat look like they both in a face off in the finals again. It does look like the Heat are going to the conference championship to play the Sixers, um, you know, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, Gematria based in the English alphabet forwards and backwards um, and forwards and backwards with the rules of numerology, giving you four ciphers. So four ciphers uh, provide you with four numbers per word, letter or phrase. I mean, and we know numbers are infinite, so come on now. Uh, but yeah, we'll just get into the NBA games for today, um, Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. Um, today has 57 day numerology, 5 plus 9 plus 20 plus 23 equals 57. Uh, today has 21 day numerology, 5 plus 9 plus 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 3 equals 21. And 37 day numerology, that's 5 plus 9 plus 23 equals 37. Uh, with it being 21 day numerology that breaks down to three because two plus one is three uh never forget uh number 57 has been a big thing with the celtics and Suns this year on may 7th the Suns won and the celtics lost um it is the ninth 23 is the ninth prime number 45 is the ninth triangular number and 81 is the square root of nine so when you add one through nine you get 45 that's what that triangular number shit means um today is five nine or nine five um 59 is the 17th prime number uh today is the 129th day of the year leaving 236 days left in the year 
Today is 143 days after Pope Francis's December 17th birthday. Um, you can also say it's the 144th day of his age. Jesuit order equals 40, 144. Pope Francis equals 59. Today is Tuesday. Tuesday equals 95 forwards, 23 forwards with numerology, and 94 backwards, and 40 backwards with numerology. Tuesday is named after Mars. Mars equals 51 forwards, 15 forwards with numerology, 57 backwards, 30 backwards with numerology. Um, it's the 204th day of the NBA season. Head to head, the Celtics are 331 and 245, 199 and 72 at home, um, 110 and 161 away versus the Sixers all time, playoffs included. Uh, the Sixers in the playoffs are 248 and 230. Sorry, the Sixers in the playoffs are 248 and 232. 157 and 80 at home. Oh, they might. Are they home? No, they're not home. They're 91 and 152 away. The Celtics are 64 and 49 versus Sixers in the playoffs. 44 and 16 at home. 20 and 33 away. Today is 313 days after the Celtics head coach's birthday. 313 is the 65th prime number. Boston can pick up their 63rd win, or excuse me, they did pick up their 63rd win of the season um, within 307 days. After their coach's birthday, 307 is the 63rd prime number. Uh, the Celtics stayed on 64 wins 311 days after his birthday. 311 is the 64th prime number. Uh, the Sixers are 6-2 in the playoffs this season, 3-1 at home, 3-1 away. They can fall to 3-2 away when Boston equals 32. Uh, the Celtics are 402 and 307 in the playoffs, 262 and 112 at home. Uh, they're six and four in the playoffs this season. Uh, three and two at home. Three and two away. Philadelphia equals 65. 76ers equals 42. Uh, Doc Rivers. He's 110 and 102. Uh, 68 and 42 at home. 42 and 60 away. He's 19 and 13 with the Sixers. 11 and six at home. Eight and seven away. The Celtics are head coach is six and four in the playoffs. Three and two at home, three and two away. He can improve to four and two at home. Seventy six equals forty two. Um, Embiid is twenty six and twenty four in the playoffs. Sixteen and eleven at home. Ten and thirteen away. He is on twenty six wins. Celtics equals twenty six. Philadelphia equals one hundred and one, which is the twenty six prime number. Uh, James Harden is eighty four and seventy three in the playoffs. Fifty nine and twenty four at home. Twenty five and forty nine away. His next road win is number twenty six. Celtics equals twenty six. Tatum is 47 and 37 in the playoffs, 25 and 17 at home, 22 and 20 away. He is 22 and 12 versus 76 is 13 and 5 at home, 9 and 7 away. His next win is number 23, Tuesday equals 23. Philly is 60 and 30 on the season, 32 and 13 at home, 28 and 17 away. The Celtics are 63 and 29 for the season, 35 and 11 at home, 28 and 18 away. Uh, Boston came into the series with 61 total wins, and they're aiming to get 65. Philadelphia equals 65, as well as 61. Philly won game one, getting their 247th playoff win on the Illuminati's 247th birthday. The Illuminati was founded May 1st, 1776. It's the 76th NBA season. Bavarian Illuminati actually equals 80, and Philadelphia is trying to go to four championships in a year for the first time since 1980. Recall Magic Johnson was the MVP of the 1980 NBA Finals where the Lakers beat the Sixers. Magic Johnson's father died 267 days after his birthday 
and we know Philadelphia's area code is 267. And again, in that game, the Celtics also picked up their 48th loss versus Philly in the playoffs when Illuminati equals 48. So does James, and we know I like the Lakers to play the Sixers in the finals this year. Uh, Doc Rivers also won game one on the 201st day of his age. Order of Illuminati equals 201. Magic Johnson's dad died in the 201 ritual. If this series goes seven, and it, I think that it will, and the Lakers series goes seven, it will only be it will be the only day where both series are played on the same day. Denver could also be playing their game seven with Phoenix on that day. In conclusion, the Celtics winning pattern has followed their coach, and today they can get their 65th win versus 76ers 313 days after his birthday when 313 is the 65th prime. The only thing to think twice about is the Celtics could fall to 6-5 and five in the playoffs if they were upset today. Philadelphia equals 61, this 18th prime, upset equals 18, Philadelphia equals 65 as well. But remember, 6-5 and five is not the same as 65, it is only similar. Today is 313 days after the coach Celtics coach's birthday. 313 is the 65th prime. Um, so we'll watch at halftime. But I'm going to be straight up. think I'm going with the Sixers for the win. Um, Celtics might win. What's up? Let me see. Celtics favored by 7.5, 213 over and under. Give me Philly plus 7.5. Uh, Nuggets versus Suns. Nuggets are 92 and 114 versus Suns all time. 61 and 42 at home. 31 and 72 away. Nuggets are 4 and 4 versus Suns this year. 4 and 0 at home. 0 and 4 away. The Suns are 160 and 158 in the playoffs. 101 and 60 at home. 59 and 98 away. They're on 59 road wins going into the 5-9 game in Denver for Game 5. The Suns are 6-3 in the playoffs this year, 4-1 at home, 2-2 away. Mars equals 51. Well, no, they're playing away. Tuesday equals 23, but Denver equals 32, and the game is in Denver. And, you know, I like the Suns to beat these motherfuckers. 4 to 2 anyway. So, you mean Denver to lose tonight. The Suns can improve to 7 and 3 in the playoffs. Suns equal 73. On the flip side, they could fall to 6 and 4 in the playoffs. Denver Nuggets equal 64. Uh, the Nuggets are 88 and 131 in the playoffs, 61 and 45 at home, 27 and 86 away. Uh, they're 6 and 3 in the playoffs this year, 5 and 0 oh at home, 1 and 3 away. They could fall to 5 and 1 at home. Mars equals 51. They are 7-3 and three if they win today. Suns equal 73, and vice versa. They could fall to 6-4 and four if they lose. Nuggets equal 64. Uh, the Suns head coach is 30-26 and 26 in the playoffs, 18-10 at home, 12-16 away. His next win is number 31. Denver equals 31. The game is in Denver. And then he's two wins from 32, which we know he's going to get. Denver equals 32. Uh, the Nuggets head coach is 27 and 30 in the playoffs, 18 and 11 at home, 19 and 9 and 19 away. Kevin Durant is 101 and 63 in the playoffs, 37 and 41 away, 64 and 22 at home. If he loses one more game, he'll have 64 losses. Denver equals 64. KD is 32 and 22 versus the Nuggets, 21 and 7 at home, 11 and 15 away. Jokic is 27 and 30 in the playoffs, 18 and 11 at home, 9 and 19 away. He's 20 and 12 versus Suns, 11 and 6 at home, 9 and 6 away. Today has 21 day numerology. Uh, Denver is 59 and 32 for the season, 
39 to 7 at home. Today has 59 day. Well, today is 5 slash 9, like 59. They can stay on those 59 wins. Uh, the Suns are 51 and 40 for the season. Uh, King equals 41, so you never know. Uh, Chris Paul is out again, so that's more incentive for the Suns to win. He's a little sacrificed there. He just turned 38 on May 6th, and he's out versus the 38th state in order to statehood, which is Colorado. Never forget, Russell Wilson signed with the Denver Broncos on 3-8. The Suns are the team in the West. If they are the teams in the West, they'll make they'll have 57 wins, making it to the NBA Finals when NBA Finals equals 57. Arizona hosted Super Bowl 57. The Celtics won the day of Super Bowl 57 and finished the regular season with 57 wins. In 1976, the championship was Celtics over Suns, and it's the 76 NBA season right now. Today is 5 slash 9, and the Celtics and Suns are both playing, so pay attention. If the Nuggets are the team, then they could be end up facing the Celtics in the Joker versus Batman ritual. That's just not happening. Close call. Either team can fall to 7-3 or 6-4 in the playoffs. Suns equals 73. Denver Nuggets equals 64. If the favorite Nuggets do win, Jokic will get his 21st playoff win on the 21-day numerology. That said, if the Suns win the series, the coach will get his 32nd NBA playoff win. Denver equals 32, and with that in mind, he can get his 31st win in game six on the 11th when 31 is the 11th prime and Denver equals 31. Again, we're going to wait for halftime, but I like the Suns to win today. So that's it for that. On to Zach. Yesterday, I have asked those baseball games. I did not even, I didn't even try. So I do apologize if you took my baseball advice. But if you listen to yesterday's episode, I told you, you probably don't want to. Nonetheless, with today having 21 day numerology, I told you that breaks down to three. Two plus one is three. So there are potential streaks of three, and it is plentiful today. The Rays can win their third straight. The Orioles can end a three game losing streak. The Blue Jays can end their three game losing streak. 
The Twins can lose their third straight. Kansas City can win their third straight. The Rangers can end a three-game winning streak. Astros can end a three-game winning streak. Oakland can end a three-game, can excuse me, can lose their third straight. The Braves can win their third straight. Mets can lose their third straight. Nationals can win their third straight. Brewers can win their third straight. Cubs can lose their third straight. Cardinals can win their third straight. Padres can lose their third straight. Giants can lose their third straight. Today is the ninth. What's nine? What's three times three? Yeah. Uh, 23 is the ninth prime number. 45 is the ninth triangular number. 81 is the square root of nine. I already talked about that when I talked to you about basketball. But it's the 41st day of the MLB season. King equals 41. So be on the lookout for that. Guardians versus... Tigers. The Guardians are one and three versus the Tigers this season. If they win the next two, they'll be three and three. Cleveland and Tigers both equal thirty-three. If the Tigers lose the next two in the AL Central, they'll be three and three in the AL Central. Again, Cleveland and Tigers both equal thirty-three. The Guardians can improve to four and four in the AL Central. Detroit equals forty-four. Uh, we were just talking about that number forty-four, and we're going to be talking about it. In a couple of minutes here, when Zach get on about, you know, with James Harden and the Michigan shooter, 44, James Harden scored the 44 point of the game in the last game. Did he not? Yeah, he did. Number 21, Michael Lorenzen is 32 and 30, 15 and 19 away. Cleveland equals 33. He can improve to 2 and 1 for the year on the 21 date numerology. The nigga wears number 21. Number 57, Mr. Bieber is 56 and 27, 21 and 16 at home. Mars equals, well, today has 57 day numerology and Mars equals 57. Does it? Does Mars equals 57? It does. So be on the lookout for that. But a nigga like me is going for Lorenzen in Detroit for the win. Today is five slash nine. Oh, wow. Both teams can get their 17th win, like 59. Mm. Mm. But if the Guardians win, they would get their 17th win overall win and seventh home win when 17 is the seventh prime give me the cleveland never mind i don't know though i like lorenz and i want to see lorenz and improve to two and one but we'll go with the guardians we'll go with the guardians Rays versus orioles the orioles can fall to nine and six at home orioles equals 96 the orioles can fall to four and seven in the al east tampa bay equals 47 maryland equals 47 the Rays can improve to nine and three in the AL East. Orioles equals ninety-three. On the flip side, the Orioles can get their twenty-third win. Tuesday equals twenty-three. Number twenty-four, Zach Eflin is forty and forty-five, sixteen and twenty-eight away for his career. Baltimore equals forty-one. It's the forty-first day of the season. Uh, on the flip side, he could pick up his seventeenth away win on five slash nine, like fifty-nine, when fifty-nine is the seventeenth prime number. He could fall still to four and one for the year baltimore equals 41 remember 41 is 41 and is similar to four and one but the 41 is better so hmm. i think i'm gonna have to go with the orioles for the win <sighs> probably gonna regret that the rays are probably gonna get the motherfuckers man i don't know man never mind give me tampa bay for the win uh rockies versus pirates the pirates can stay on 21 wins on the 21 day numerology the Rockies can pick up their 23rd loss of the season. Tuesday equals 23. Rockies can fall to 4-7 and seven versus the AL Central. Pirates equals 47. Uh, 47 is the 15th prime. Mars equals 15. Today is Tuesday, named after Mars. Give me the Pirates. 
Uh, Reds versus Mets. Reds can get their 21st loss on the 21-day numerology. The Mets are 19 and 19 for the year. They win the next two out of the next three. Reds equals 19. If the Reds lose next to the if the, if the Reds lose the next two games versus the NL East, they'll be three and nine. New York equals 39. On the flip, uh oh, you know I'm at Wendy's with it. Where's my wallet? Uh, the Reds have 12 home wins. If they win two of the next three, the um, Mets equals 12. I don't know. Number 21, Matt Scherzer is playing today. He just had a big ass ritual. Uh, Scherzer is 203 and 104, 106 and 55 away. He's playing Cincinnati. Big, big 56 shit coming up. So give me the Reds for the upset, surprisingly. Blue Jays versus Phillies. Blue Jays can stay on 21 wins on the 21-day numerology. If the Phillies win the next two, they are 11-7 and seven at home. Toronto equals 117. Major League Baseball equals 117. Uh, the Phillies can pick up their 21st home loss on the flip side versus the Blue Jays in the head-to-head matchups. Uh, the Blue Jays can improve to 5-2 and two versus the National League in the land of prophecy. Philadelphia. Number six, Alex Manoa is 26 and 11, 14 and six away. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles 101, the 26 prime, so you can stay on that. Uh, number 27, Aaron Nola is 80 and 64, 44 and 25 at home. He can fall in two to, to two and three for the year. Blue Jays equals 23. Mm-hmm. Give me the Phillies for the win. Yankees versus Mariners. I'm sorry, Yankees versus. A's. The Yankees became 12 and 8 at home on the 128th day of the year yesterday. And they can become 12 and 9 at home on the 129th day of the year. On the flip side, if the Yankees sweep, they'll have 22 wins. Oakland equals 22. Number 36, Clark Schmidt is 5 and 9, 2 and 4 at home. Athletics equals 34 and 97. 97 is the 25th prime. He can improve to 1 and 3 for the year, like 13. Oakland equals 41, the 13th prime. Give me the Yankees. Braves versus Sox. Red Sox, that is. The Red Sox can stay on 21 wins on the 21-day numerology, and they could fall to 8 and 9 away. Atlanta Braves equals 89. If the Red Sox only win one in the series, they'll have 22 wins. Braves and Boston both equal 22. Tomorrow's date has 22-day numerology. Hold on, because Wendy's is a calling. Hello. Hi, welcome to Wendy's. What can I get for you? You already know. Let me oh, get that. Alright. Magic. Alright, but yeah, the Braves can improve to six and four versus the American League. Boston Red Sox equals sixty-four. Sixty-four has played in Red Sox games this year. Today has thirty-seven day numerology. Georgia equals thirty-seven. Give me the Braves. Uh, White Sox versus Royals. If the White Sox win two more in this series, they'll have 14. Yeah, let me get the $5 Biggie Bad, Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, Dr. Pepper, Honey Mustard. Honey Mustard. Yeah. So, alright. I gotta start eating this shit, man. But unlike you, I'm in fucking shape. You know what I mean? My dick gets hard for no reason. You know what I mean? I mean, rock hard. So that lets me know that I'm in shape. I'm in shape. I'm in shape. You know, I only eat. All I do is eat fruit. 
Shit. Until I come to fucking work. We're going to work on that. But anyway, we got the Braves for the win. I already said that. White Sox. Give me the White Sox. I don't know. I ain't even looking at this shit because I don't give a fuck right now. Uh, Dodgers versus Brewers. The Brewers can pick up their 21st win on the 21st day, 21 day numerology, and the Dodgers can stay on 21 wins. On the flip side, Dodgers can become 10 and 9 away. Los Angeles equals 109. Syndergaard is 58 and 44, 22 and 24 away. Today is 5 slash 9. He could pick up his 59th win. Brewers equals 45. Number 42, Eric Lauer is 35 and 34, 18 and 17 at home. Dodgers equals 36. Mm. And he can improve to 4 and 3 versus number 43. Mm. Mm. Dodgers favorite, though. Give me the Dodgers for the win. But the Brewers ain't no hope. Padres are his twins. The twins can fall to 10 and 7 at home. Target field equals 107. We know all about well shooting equals 107 thus it's called target field like target practice home of minnesota padres can fall to well they're founded in minnesota but the padres can fall to three and eight at minnesota all time minnesota equals 38 as does san diego number 52 michael watcha is 76 and 51 37 and 31 away minnesota equals 38 and 52 so pick your poison there he can fall to two and two for the year. Twins equals twenty-two, ironically enough. And number thirty-seven is playing today on the thirty-seven day numerology. Louis Ballard Barland is one and two. Twins equals twenty-two. You know what? Varland ain't played all damn year. Give me the twins for the win. But niggas like them Padres. Padres kind of lit. Padres might get in their ass, actually. Let me see. Yeah, give me the Padres. Never mind. I'm tripping. But I don't know, though. That 38 ain't no hoe. Who's number 52? Watch it. Yeah, we'll go with the Padres. Cardinals versus Cubs. Cubs can improve to 18 and 18. That's a special number. St. Louis Cardinals equals 61, which is the 18th prime number. The Cardinals can fall to four and five versus the NL Central. Let me pay her ass. It's my shawty right here. Her little country ass. With the red hair. Is that 535? Appreciate that. Yeah, Sean, sure. let me get some money, Sean. Yeah, man, I need $100. I'm short of my rent. I'm trying to like you on here. That's what's up. Do I want to receive? Nah, I'm straight. Not good enough. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat the food that is not you. Then this nigga, this I wish I had a camera on this motherfucker who be at the damn window number two. This nigga. Alright, where was I? Uh, Cubs could fall to 2-5 and five versus the National League Central. St. Louis equals 25. He could fall to 2-5. Mm, I think I'm going to stay away from that game. I don't really like that game. Um, Astros versus Angels. Angels can pick up their 21st win on the 21-day numerology. If the Angels win the next two, they're 12-7 and seven at home. 127 is the 31st prime number. Houston equals 31. You know the Houston list. And if you don't, here we go. James Harden got traded at age 31 from Houston. J.J. Watt 
Got traded at age 31 from Houston. George Springer left Houston at age 31. And his team is an old team. He's getting ready to lose tonight. Give me the Angels. Maryland's versus Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks can pick up their 21st win on the 21-day numerology. And the Marlins can fall to 7-11 away. Arizona Diamondbacks equals 117. The reflection of that. Hold up. Hold up. Here comes the goofy nigga with my burger. Maybe not. Maybe so. Appreciate it. Hold on, nigga, where my fries at? Oh. That be the best part of the whole meal. The goddamn fries. Look, man, these motherfuckers. Nigga, I gotta stop cursing so much. Fucking Fayetteville, man. Hate being over there. I got arrested at my last time going to jail. Was it Fed fucking County? For a half ounce of weed. God damn, Georgia. When the fuck are y'all gonna get rid of these slave codes? Shit. Is it what you're trying to tell us? Only white people are good enough to smoke weed and not get arrested for it, and you're gonna lock up all these goddamn black people smoking the ground. The goddamn ground. So. There's got to be a reason, niggas. They don't want you smoking weed. And it ain't because it's bad for your health. I'll tell you that shit now. It ain't got shit to do with your health. You know what it does? It makes you realize that you're more than the fucking nigga that they say that you are. And they can't have that because then you've been killed one of their white asses. Consciously, not unconsciously. Systematically. You know what I mean? You would do that shit by design. And they don't want you to know that. So now the weed that's coming out is probably tainted with, since it's legal, to further dumb your ass down. But that's a story for another time. So we're going with the Marlins. Surprisingly enough, I think I'm going with the Marlins for the win. I don't know. But Diamondbacks, actually, I'm going with the Diamondbacks. I'm not fading that 21. Uh, Nationals versus Giants. Nationals can get their 21st win on um, the 21-day numerology. Um, so give me the Nationals. And then Rangers versus Mariners. Um, give me the Rangers. Actually, give me the Mariners. Actually, give me the Rangers. Give me the Rangers. So that's it for that. Bye. Welcome back, True Seeker. Over the weekend, it was reported, of course, there was a mass shooting in Allen, Texas, just outside of Denver. Then the next day, if you were watching the NBA, they were talking about the mass shooting at Michigan State and how James Harden was representing one of the victims and ended up being a game that went to overtime and James Harden had the game-winning shots, giving the man in the shooting his shoes... What I want to talk about are the familiar patterns that, again, we've been educating about for a full decade, patterns that persist daily, weekly, monthly. And, again, if the American English-speaking people 
would take a moment to realize that what we're exposing day after day is factual and needs to be acknowledged so that agendas can be stopped and people can stop wasting their energy on scripted sports games, um, again, things could actually change. We need people to recognize this knowledge that we're again about to talk about. If I said name the last three mass shootings in the news, if you actually had to think about it, the ones you'd probably remember are this recent Texas one, the one in Louisville at the bank, and the Nashville school shooting at the private Christian school. Because those have been the three biggest mass shootings that have gotten a lot of headlines because of the reported mass deaths. And again, all of them have one number in common, 33. In Nashville, they said it was building 33 where three adults and three children were killed, where 33 teachers worked. That's how they reported in the news. Louisville. The shooting's in District 33, exactly 33 weeks after the mayor's birthday at Building 333, which ended up being the first of three shootings during the week in Louisville. And then they brought up Nashville. And those are about on the anniversary of last year's big New York subway shooting where 33 shots were fired. But now you have this. Now you have the 33-year-old shooter who's part of a neo-Nazi right-wing death squad if you guys didn't hear that they're saying he's a member of the right wing death squad it's like right wing death squad like since when i've never heard of the right wing death squad in all my years but i'll show you what's so interesting about the group but yeah just 33 and again once upon a time when i started to learn about this i just have the thought of okay so 33 is important to the scottish rite of freemasonry freemasonry has the relationship with police the Fraternal Order of Police, the history of Masonic lodges and police stations that goes all the way back to the UK. By the way, London, if you didn't know, is divided into 33 neighborhood areas. In Jamatra, England equals 33. But that's where modern Freemasonry was created. Masonry equals 33. So does secrecy. So does order. So does federal. Uh, again, you learn this knowledge. You see what's going on. It's why the House of the Temple, the Masonic headquarters in D.C., 33 columns on the outside that are each 33 feet tall, and the address is 1733, modern Freemasonry created in London in the year 1717, divided into 33 neighborhood areas, where the word Mason equals 17, Masonry equals 33. 1717, House of the Temple at address 1733. Again, we talked about that uh, recent Ethan Hawke film where he's a serial killer, child abductor, and he takes children to what looks like a, a Masonic dungeon. And finally, a child figures out the code to break out, and it's 3317. I have to go back and double check. I want to say the, the, the movie was set in Ohio, the 17th state as well. But anyway... You learn Jumatra, you see the numbers behind the words. And again, it makes sense because Masonry is based in Jewish mysticism, Kabbalah. That's why Masonry has the nickname Judaism for the Gentile. But Kabbalah says, you know, every letter is a number. God created the world with numbers, letters, and words. And a lot of Masonry secrets are in Genesis, which also equals 33. The first book of the Bible, Bible equals 33, like the word believe, like Jesus on the cross at 33. But again, 33 over and over, and as I say, Jesus on the cross, remember the Society of Jesus, the Jesuit order that serves the Catholic Church, made modern Freemasonry, and the Catholic Church has always been interested in governance 
and the Catholic Church is responsible for our calendar and the language and the Bible as we know it and all those things happen around the same time including the numbering of the Bible in Genesis 11.9, the story of the Tower of Babel, where it ends 11.9, the way the majority of the world writes the date, the 11th of September. The Tower of Babel that divided the world, the twin towers that divided people amongst religion. Dancing Israelis did it. Mossad did it. It was Muslim extremists. It was inside neocon Christian conservative crusaders. Again, all these different beliefs dividing the people of the world. Let's not forget 1968, 33 years before 9-11. You remembered her favorite binky, right? I forgot her binky. Our top story. A father has forgotten the binky, but he's capturing hearts. That was the year World Trade Center construction began and 911 was made the national emergency dialing code. And police equals 33 and who are you going to call 911? Emergencies, a national emergency by the numbers. Anyway, you learn this code, you start to see what's going on why things are happening the way they are. 9-11, the new Pearl Harbor. That's what they called it, the new Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was December 7th, 127. What buildings fell in New York on 9-11? Buildings 1 and 2, the two massive skyscrapers, and then seven hours later, Building 7. Okay, so if you're new here, Michigan State shooting. Sunday. A victim supposedly from the shooting at the game invited by James Harden who gave him some nice things including shoes, brought him to the game. James Harden's on fire, having his best game of the playoffs, hits the game winner in overtime all in front of the Michigan State shooting victim. And remember, we covered the Michigan State shooting on February 13th. That was on the 44th day of the year. So if you're new here, I call the shooting number 44. Notice how when you write out shooting with the alphabetic order and um, numerology, shooting equals 44. A is 1 up to Z is 26, just taking that order and applying numerology. It says S is 1 because S is the 19th letter. The numerology of 19 is 1 plus 9 is 10, and 1 plus 0 is 1. So S breaks down from 19 to 1. Numerology is about making larger digit numbers, compressing them with math into a single digit. H is the 8th letter, so it's A. O is the 15th letter. 1 plus 5 for 15 becomes 6, so O is 6. T, the 20th letter. 2 plus 0 is 2. Shooting. Notice how it's got the 44 forwards, 37 in reverse. Notice Rockets. Again, um, James Harden's old team. J Rockets had the 44. Notice how James Harden also has the 44. Forwards and backwards. But in that, just that one cipher, shooting's 44. James Harden's 44. Overtime's 44. Now, the four base ciphers, I just want you to notice the overlap with shooting in overtime. The game went to overtime the day of the James Harden helping the victim from the Michigan State shooting on the 44th day of the year. Notice how shooting in overtime, 107 in the most simple cipher, alphabetic order, 44 with numerology, 109 with reverse alphabetic order, and then slightly different in reverse. But um, again, James Harden. Just to go through this list right here, shooting 44, overtime 44, James Harden 44, gunfire 44, mass shooter 44. So often these people that end up being the mass shooters, if you pay attention, they'll say they're former military. But look at how all those words are 44, right? And for a decade, we've been educating about shootings in the news in 44. Every big shooting you can ever think of, this number's in it. In Nashville the other week, when the police finally responded, the officers, which there's a lot more to say about, but notice how officers also 44. 
When the officers responded to the Nashville shooting, the supposed heroes, they responded on 4-4. This same number over and over. So, again, the four base ciphers, though, are the alphabetic order, the alphabetic order with numerology, the reverse alphabetic order, the reverse alphabetic order with numerology. Notice Allen, where the Texas shooting happened, 44, right? In Texas, James Harden, who made his name in the NBA in Texas. See, while they're talking about the Allen shooting, they're talking about James Harden and the Michigan State shooting on the 44th day of the year. But notice Allen is 44. And they're saying the shooter, the 33-year-old, had the patch for the right-wing extremist group, right-wing death squad, RWDS. Notice RWDS, 44, right? 44, like Allen, just forwards and backwards, like shooting, like overtime, like James Harden, like James Harden shooting shots. James Harden, who normally goes to the free throw line about 10 times a game, only went to the free throw line four times in the uh, the tribute game to the MSU victim, who was Asian, another 44-word. But um, he only went to the line four times, which is little for him. And there was a pass where he got clobbered and made his shot, and they didn't give him a foul. Well, he ended up going four for four at the line, and if you go back and watch, he also scored the 44th points of the game. If you were watching the actual game, as soon as he made this 44th shot, the camera went to the victim again, and they'd been talking about the victim from the MSU shotting all the time. But watch this. Here's Harden for the 44th points right here. You knew this was going in. Boom. Ritual. 44. 33 to 44. Oh, my God. The 33-year-old shooter. So, anyway, just James Harden made his name in, in Houston, Texas. See what I'm saying? Texas shooting over the weekend again. James Harden with all the attention, with the right gematria for the ritual. And, oh yeah, just another thing. Um, I'm just going to leave it out. James Harden playoff win that he got was all synced up with it too, just to show you how scripted it is. But, yeah, again, I mean, I've been explaining these same things about these numbers and the way they're used in these rituals over and over. With regards to 9-11, which happened 33 years after construction began in 9-1-1, uh, there was a 44 in that, too, with 9-11. It was 44 days after Tisha Bav, Tisha Bavs, to remember the destruction of the two temples. So, again, just to review some of the Michigan State stuff, in case you forgot, it was on February 13th, the first day of Lupercalia. By the way, Lupercalia is another word that equals 44. Ancient Roman festival, Lupercalia 44. But... Uh, has to do with sacrifice to Lupercalia, but the 44th day of the year, and there are some things that are, were interesting here that we're just going to skip over for now. Uh, notice Michigan State's 57. Uh, here, I even got it on Twitter. I want you to see this on Twitter. I want you to see how ESPN's story about James Harden winning it for the victim was 57 seconds long. But then the game was on 5-7 with James Harden. Here's the ESPN highlight reel about how Harden did it. For the victim of the MSU shooting, 57 seconds on 5-7 when it was, again, notice how almost everything we're pointing out is in the dark blue cipher. And that's the, that's, if you can only have one cipher, that's the most important one. Michigan State, 57. But again, pointing out how shooting's 44 like Michigan, if we didn't say so already. Michigan, when you run it in reverse, is 44. Like soldier, like infantry. Well, infantry's actually the other way. Trooper. All, all these numbers related to military and things that shoot, 44. Um, the date of the shooting could be written 13-2, just so you can see how clever these people are. 
Michigan State Spartans 132. If you didn't know United States of America 132. If you didn't know Catholic Church 132, like Roman Catholic 132. Like the first uh, Roman Catholic Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia 132. And also 219, just like Roman Catholic, and he's body laid in repose at the uh, Supreme Court on February 19th. After his death on the 44th day of the year. Remember where they found him on the ranch, 44, in the time of Obama, number 44? Oh, man. It is cold what these people keep getting away with that we've been exposing for so long. But, but here was what was awesome. The, the last major Michigan shooting, which got synced up with the world of sports, University of Michigan went in big after it. But from the Oxford, Michigan high school shooting to the shooting on the 44th day of the year was 440 days, 440, where shooting's 44 like Michigan. In English standard gematria, which is a, a little bit different way to code, that, that's a real cipher that pays tribute to the Hebrew method, the ancient Greek method, MSU equals 440. From the Oxford, Michigan shooting to the MSU, Michigan State University shooting, 440 days, and that cipher, MSU 440. M-A. Again, a reminder of that there are other ciphers. When you take the time to really look, sometimes the surface level thing's right there, but you look even deeper, you're like, wow, look at how connected all this is. Look how cleverly thought this out this is. Remember, Michigan State's the Spartans, minds of Greeks, and the Greek and U.S. militaries, the news began on the 44th day of the year that they were conducting a joint exercise while we're getting the Michigan State Spartan shooting. And think about when you're watching the pro sports game, how often they're advertising the military. And think about how we're the modern-day Roman Empire dominating the world with military might and keeping our young people invested in it because they love America for the sports, the stars, the fun, the entertainment, everything else, the marketing, the big show. There's bad guys out there. Be all you can be in the military. Join the police someday. Fight the bad guys. Be a real American hero. That joint exercise began the day of the Super Bowl. The shooting was the next day. Made the news February 13th. But yeah, there, there's even more that can be said about this. Um, again, Looper call you as part of Valentine's. So I, I'm just going to skip the whole Denzel Valentine point. But um, Oh, by the way, Michigan State Spartans. The, the school establishment date's February 12th. The same day that the military exercise began with Greek. And Spartans are Greek. So, how perfect. Um, I heard somebody say the shooting was at the Tory Birch store. I, I honestly don't know what Tory Birch is. I, I know it's some kind of designer brand. Seems to be becoming more popular because I, I even heard Sweet Lady talking about it for the first time recently. So I just find it funny, like how that is, like how names are getting popular and then the names in the shooting. It's like, okay, Sweet Lady's talking about Tory Birch for the first time. Heard. Big advertising, just all press is good press. And and, and by the way, um, 
But again, the shooting was on a Saturday. We call Saturday the day of your expected routine programming shooting in the news. Some of them get more attention than others. But notice how Saturday and shooting have the same gematria, 109-107, 107th, the 28th prime, Saturday is also 28th. In this case, the shooting was the Allen, Allen Premium Outlets, which is also 109, and they referred to it as a Texas mall in most headlines, which is 107. And again, you can't just get everything. For, for anyone who's thinking like, well, maybe everything lines up because there's four ciphers. Again, look at my name, Zachary. Not, not 44, my middle name, Keith. Not 44, my last name, Hubbard. Not 44. You know, this doesn't work. My, my dad's name, Timothy, not 44. Short name, Tim, 44. My short name, Zach. Not 44, my mom's name, not 44, my sister's short name, not 44, her full name, not 44, you know, her first son's name, not 44. So you can't just get everything to equal 44 because you have four ciphers. So I just want to make that point clear too. Again, in the same cipher, shooting 44, James Harden 44, shooting the lights out in overtime with the game winner, overtime 44. Again, mass shooter 44, gunfire 44. We've talked about it a gazillion times in these shootings, the same numbers, the same hallmarks. And um, th there really is even more that can be said about this, but I think if I just keep it at 3344, more people will abs absorb it. Uh, if you want to read my post at gematrieeffect.news, um, There's more information there. And I guess I'll close out with this. The, the point about right-wing death squad is today in the 128th day of the year. Right-wing is 128th, the right-wing death squad. They're, they're talking about this all day on CNN on the 128th day of the year. And believe me, I don't like watching the news at all, but I do it to expose. It just gets annoying listening to this crap and just seeing how they do it each day. Ooh, right-wing death squad, very dangerous FBI warned about group. It's just like, you mean a group made by the FBI for the next story like this. Oh, oh, by the way, again, people should know, uh, I've been showing mass shootings in Texas synced up with the governor there since before it was Greg Abbott. And, you know, notice, from Greg Abbott's birthday to the shooting in City of Allen, how it's written on the police cars, 175, right? His 175th day of his age. City of Allen, 175. And the Superior General, the leader of the Jesuits, who we say are always doing this, from his birthday to the shooting 175 days later. Hello there. And the Superior General 74 right now, the name of the shooter. Um, oh, hold on, where'd he go? Mauricio Garcia. You know how weird is how right wing's 28? Mauricio Garcia, 128. Use numerology 74 like the Superior General's age. Anyhow, got to make some dinner over here, True Seeker. Just trying to... Um, Get that Kobe Bryant thing for L.A. finished and just right. And, yeah, anyhow, the good news is I got time to do it. Thank you to everyone who hit the like. We've got 300 people in here. We're almost to 100 likes. If we can get eight more people to hit the like, it'd be at 100. If we could get everybody to hit the like, it'd be at nearly 300, which would make it about three times more likely to fall find a stranger's feed it's kind of like a scoring system um the more likes a video has the more comments the more shares the more likely it goes in a stranger's feed you're, you're pretty much like multiplying the chance of it happening by every hundred likes so almost 100 not bad 200 would double that 300 would triple that and so on so 
Again, thank you to everyone who supports the work. Uh, let me just make sure there's nothing breaking right now as I sign off. There are some, there are some other things in the headlines. Yeah, just uh, all day with CNN with the uh, the 33-year-old the Allen, Texas shooter. I, I guess I should make one more point about um, the Allen thing. So today's May 8th, right? And all day to start the news week, all day on 5A. And by the way, what, what did I just predict uh, a few weeks back? I said, you know, the next thing that seems to happen politically is Republicans start coming over to the Democrat side. They're reporting that's what's going on in Texas' House today is that Republicans are joining the Democrats for the new bill that they want to pass to make it so that you have to be 21 years old to have what they dub an assault rifle instead of 18. Um, you know, adding three years, you guys, what I'm always teaching about, three and 56. The shooting was on five, six, right? When you spell out three, it's 56. Remember, Abrahamic is 56. There's three Abrahamic religions, and God makes light in the third verse of the Abrahamic story. Light 56, like three, like Abrahamic. And again, how clever it is. In reverse, Abrahamic 187, like the 187 chapters in the Torah that are the basis of the Abrahamic religions. But always three and 56. King Charles III's coronation on that day, the last king of England, dead at age 56. Royal family, 56. Coronation 56, Event 201, the coronavirus pandemic simulation. The queen gets sick in a big 56 ritual and then dies 201 days after her coronavirus diagnosis when coronavirus 56. And again, Captain Tom died 56 days after Maggie Keenan became the first vaccinated person in the world in the UK. And 201 days after being knighted by the queen and just how these number patterns come together over and over. From event 201 to initially the first case of the virus, 56 days. Then they backed it up to November 17th, the day leaving 44 days left in the year. And, and just for the record, Pfizer, who's just, you know, such a trustworthy company, Pfizer 44, like Warp Speed, which was Trump's plan to rush out the jab that Pfizer made a lot of money off of. And Trump was number 45, but the 44th person to be president. And again, a lot of people who went to hospitals didn't come out. And funny enough, hospital equals 44, like medicine. And a lot of them have really bad side effects. And what we really need to think about is the psychopaths who've created this nation and this language and this calendar system, who are these Jesuits that serve the Catholic Church. For how long have they been using the same tactics? And how much more sinister are they getting as time goes on? Um, again, to code those numbers into things that are supposed to be of health, and fitness, it is kind of funny, and you know, living with uh, they live glasses in 2023, it's like wow, I, I think I do see. I think it started to make a lot more sense why those numbers were put on words like hospital. You know, a lot of funny things happen in hospitals that go down as accidents. What do people realize? They lived in a world, and uh, this nation too, where there's people in secret societies in high places who are doing crazy things to, you know, up their rank. You know, money gets people to do crazy things. These secret societies got their symbols all over the money. All right, anyway, I do got to make dinner. And, um, yeah, you can read more at the website, gematrieeffect.news. That's my website. But, yeah, the, if, if you didn't see the Daily Beast, the Daily Beast does have the story with the big RWDS patch. 
right-wing death squad. They talk about like it's been around for decades. The right-wing death squad. And, and you know what else? Also in the news cycle today. This has happened in Dallas, right? And Robert Kennedy is in the news saying, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure the CIA killed my uncle and my dad. See how they got it all synced up? You know? They got it all synced up. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it more later, but it's dinner time for now. Again, thank you to everyone who hits the like. We're up to 150 likes. If you guys can hit the like on the way out, maybe we can get it to over 200. Help the word get out. Thanks again, True Seekers. Have a good rest of your evening. And until next time. A special camera system now. I think it was primarily because of how many phone calls I made to them. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone so. now knows and they can thank you for that. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for doing this. Um, mm -hmm. I've been watching your stuff and listening for so long and fascinated by ancient history and civilizations and the nature of reality and what are we and so it was very overwhelming for me to think where do I start with you because I know we don't have all day and so I don't know how it'll end up going exactly but I thought I would kind of break this down this is a, I've never kind of done an interview quite in this structure but I thought I'd come I have four questions like four primary questions and I thought we could just sort of go off on those because there were so many things that fit within these concepts and ideas. And so I thought, I'll just, how about we just answer at least whatever four burning questions I have about life. And so I'm going to start with the one that actually probably led me down this path so deeply. It wasn't like it started it, but it was the thing that really like catapulted me into deep curiosity and YouTube hours and hours and hours on YouTube. And that's the question. What is God? Not who, what? <laughs> that's a deep one. What yeah. is God? I love it. Yeah. Okay. So you want to start now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Beautiful. So the question you ask is what is God? And that's a really, really deep question. A lot of people struggle with that question. It's like the question we all ask ourselves, who are we, where are we from? What is God? Who is God? Why me? What was my mission here? And I think the more I analyzed that question myself, the more I found it wasn't something on the outside. The deeper I got into looking into researching uh, spirituality and the sciences that back spirituality, which some of that I actually learned, believe it or not, at MIT, I began to realize that it's really a journey to inner space. And so when you start looking at the micro, you discover what's on the macro. And so in quantum physics and subatomic physics, you want to find out when you look at the smallest scale of things, it gives you almost an identical mirror as to what's going on on the larger scale. So I began to realize that God is us and we are God, and that God is on a data collection mission. Mm -hmm. And the whole premise of this third dimensional uh, uh, realm and human beings 
operating in this realm and potential other alien beings and everything else throughout the entire universe are all doing one thing very simple, collecting information and sending it back to the source. So I think that when you ask that question, it's such a broad question, yeah. but to summarize it, it's like this. The human brain is encased in darkness. It can't see, smell, taste, hear. <clears throat> it knows nothing that's going on on the outside, but it does have friends. It has a sensory perception, so you can touch something, you can smell, you can hear. But it says to his friends, go out and, and, and bring me back some information. So the friends go out and they touch and they smell and they taste and they hear and they see and they bring that data back to the brain and then the brain takes that data and then the friends don't know what they have. They only have the information. They got to bring it back to the brain. The brain then sorts it all out and projects a hologram mm -hmm. as to what's potentially going on outside of itself and we navigate through that hologram based on a projection from data collected by our sensory perception. So when I saw that, when I was able to extrapolate that, I then took it to the big, to the micro, and I said, okay, so the universe is a mind. God is part of this universal mind, this universal consciousness, and there's only one consciousness. And it has, uh, it has really separated itself into Google's of entities, because Google's a number, Google's a number, and it is separated it? itself. Yeah, Google's an actual number, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's not a search engine. <laughs> <laughs> so then what they're trying to say is we've got so many searches, you know, because they've named their searches and after our number. And so it separated itself into Google's of entities so that they can uh, find out what it's like to live in the third dimensions, dimension subjectively as me, you, a blade of grass, even a rock, you know, a tree. And so all of these living things that exist throughout the entire third dimension are all doing one thing. They are transmitting back to source all the information of what it's like to be a blade of grass, what it's like to be Billy Carson, what it's like to be Danica Patrick. And so the universal consciousness is actually taking this information and it's actually collecting this data to analyze what is it like to operate through this grand experiment of this third dimension. It's a learning process and we're all a part of that. And so God has literally imbued every atom in the entire universe with this divine consciousness. And we know now through every single individual atom, it has electrons orbiting it, and those electrons can make conscious decisions based on observation. We know this because of the double slit experiment in quantum physics. Mm -hmm. So because every atom is conscious, that means that everything made of atoms is conscious. So this whole universe is one entity experiencing itself subjectively as ghouls and Googles of entities and things that exist and things that we think are inanimate like even this microphone, for example, is made of conscious atoms. So this microphone is not just an inanimate man-made object. We didn't make this microphone. What man did was stack conscious atoms together like Legos. And then because of the format we stacked them in, it allows us to utilize this as, as a microphone. And so it's all about understanding that we are God and God is us. It's in everything and we're in everything. And separation, separation is an illusion. Division is an illusion. Distance is even an illusion. Everything is actually all one. We've been given this grand experiment through the third dimension uh, to experience the illusion of these things, but in reality, it's all about sending information back to source, and it starts with us. We all are God walking in the flesh. There's only one consciousness. If you can imagine a radio station in your neighborhood, it's transmitting out all these frequencies, right? 99.1, 99.2, 99.3, so forth and so on. And so what it's doing that one central location is sending out 
multiple frequencies, right? Waves of light. And then you have a receiver, and that receiver's, you tune it to pick up 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 0 0.4. And so that's what's happening. I'm 99.1, you're 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 0 0.4. My avatar body has been designed to encapsulate point number frequency of the one consciousness that's already being transmitted from one source. Mm -hmm. It gives me the illusion with you that we're two separate beings, but in reality, our spiritual energy is coming from one source. You just have picked up a slightly different frequency of the source, and I did as well. So I'm attuned to point one, you're attuned to point two, and so forth and so on, and that's how it actually works. So it's a frequency. It's a frequency. God is a frequency. It's our job to tune in. God is not a man. You hear people say reference God is him, he. They have this illusion that there's this sky daddy with a magic wand floating around granting wishes. That just really, in my research, isn't the case. It's more of a frequency, a divine frequency that is imbued in every living thing in the entire universe. Mm -hmm. So where did religion come along? That's a great question. So in ancient times, people were more into spirituality. And then they just, uh, well, when we got to one of the highest advanced civilizations, which started out in Sumer and then migrated over into the land of Kemet before it became Egypt. Is that Sumeria then? Is Sumer Sumeria? Yes, it is. Sumeria, yes. And when would that have been? The tablets say back about six to 8,000 years, but those tablets we discovered were recopied from even older tablets, which going back probably about 100 to 200,000 years prior. We're talking about a deep, deep, deep antiquity of super ancient culture. Even in the Emerald Tablets, when they relocated home base to the land of Kemet, in the Emerald Tablets, they're 36,000 year old texts. They rebuild the land of Kem uh, out of the mud, which because there was a great flood. So we're talking about ancient knowledge. They said they rebuilt Kem. They didn't build it for the first time. They said they were going to bring it back up to a high level of civilization. So it was already high before the flood. We're talking about tens of thousands of years ago. Mm -hmm. And so they began to uh, create these mystery schools uh, at this at dawn of this new era 36,000 years ago. The gentleman who started this, his name was Thoth, T-H-O-T-H. -H. And he's known as a wisdom keeper. He's known all over the entire world. And every continent I've been to, there's a depiction of him there. Even in the outback of Australia, they've got him etched into a petroglyph in the, in the rock. Okay? And so this is wild. The nose, so this guy right? is, the, beak, the long beak nose. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That That's him. He's, he doesn't really have a bird head, but he, he's depicted as such because... The, the ibis bird depicts bringing darkness to light because the beak is so long, it goes deeper down into the mud to bring sustenance up. Symbolic. So that's symbolic, right? Symbology, that's exactly what it is. But he ruled over the land of Kemet for 14 or 16,000 years, roughly thereabout, according to the ancient Egyptians. And then he left there and went to Mesoamerica and kickstarted the Teotihuacan civilization. It, in Mexico City, you have Teotihuacan, you have all down throughout um, Tulum and all the way down to Chichen Itza. That was all his master architectural plan. And Teotihuacan is part of his African name, which is also known as Tehuti. And Teotihuacan in Mexico really means uh, the city of Tehuti that he built out there. So he left there, and that's why the pyramid complex there mirrors the one at Giza in Africa. Mm, and Kem, when you refer to Kem is where he went next, mm -hmm. that's Egypt. That's Egypt, yeah. So Kem... After uh, Kim fell, after a golden age, they fell, and when it uh, came back, 
you know, they, the Dogons were overthrown there and they were moved out to Mali, Africa, and a new group came in. Uh, and that was probably closer to one of the uh, first dynastic periods that started. And that was still a long, long time ago. But over time, the name Egypt, which came out of Greece, took hold, and that's the name we call it today. But the original name of the land is Kemet. And so these, these mystery schools started, and so these mystery schools were to teach the spirituality to adept initiates and to pass it down uh, through verbal teachings. And then when some of these super masters began to pass away or leave or disappear, whatever you want to call it, some of these pyramid priests and temple priests realized the power that this knowledge had and began to alter and remix it. Mm-hmm. They understood the psychology and the neuroscience behind this and how it could control masses of people. So they started to twist the, the, the scripture and twist the words mm-hmm. um, and kind of utilize it for darkness instead of light. And mm-hmm. they were able to then put people into a box and put real controls on them and dominate them and secure them, bringing them food, bringing them sacrifices, bringing them money. The sacrifices were not for God. The sacrifices were so they could eat. Oh, <laughs> so uh, they weren't yeah. going to go hunting. Yeah, <laughs> you know right? what I mean? A lamb, sure. Yeah, exactly. If you go to Egypt and you go to all these temples, you'll find the storehouses where all the sacrifices will be put and salted and stored and, and hung and dried so that these people can have food to eat because they weren't going to go hunting for anything. They weren't going to grow any crops. So it was all a big scam. So religion started with Toth? Or was that just because he started putting things down on a tablet? Is there, so this was this was sort of the start of it? We make robots for restaurants, automated servers to do the heavy lifting. But get this, our office, it wasn't automated. Paper invoices going in and out, getting lost. Then my engineers would be asking me, where's my missing part? We don't do that anymore. Now we've got Bill. It automates our finances the way we automate restaurants. With Bill tracking our invoices and planning payments, we can focus on growing. The old way, not going back there. Automate your finances with Bill. Yeah, so they they took his teachings, his spiritual teachings. He's all about seeking the light, evading the darkness, understanding how to raise and be born again through conscious thought. The first baptism that was taught is in the animal tablets he talks about being baptized via elevated consciousness being able to rise up to another level and look back to see where you were before and you'll be born again many times in one lifetime if you continue to ascend it had nothing to do with splashing water and dumping your head in the pool and all this other kind of stuff uh that was also another twist of the of the information if you look at the animal tablets i wrote this book called compendium of the animal tablets which has been a bestseller worldwide for four years it's now a big currently number one, actually, number one out of three million books in ancient civilizations. Uh, in that book, I put the New Testament where Jesus is speaking, and I put both the Atlanteans' words from the Emerald Tablets side by side. And you see that Jesus is literally mimicking what he learned from the ancient mystery schools, which he learned directly from the Egyptian mysteries from both the Atlanteans' teachings. So he's not saying anything new in the New Testament. All those words that were spoken by him were information that he was taught because the real text is 36,000 years old. Uh, and of course, we know the Bible was written between 180 to 900 AD, long after the people were long gone. Uh, so it's just a mimicking of ancient texts. And people began to take spiritual concepts, and a lot of different religions cropped out of his spiritual writings that he wrote in those animal tablets. So have you seen the, uh, the documentary movie called Zeitgeist? Yes. Were they basic, 
it was fascinating. The beginning is all about basically Jesus and the 12 apostles and dying and reborn three days later and the timing and everything. And, and they overlay it into more and more and more ancient times and how it's the yeah. same story over and over again. So yeah. is that the, is that an archetypical archetypal thing or is that, um, the same consciousness coming back over and over again and doing the same thing? Is that someone learning from the past? Why would that happen? Yeah, so the story kept getting rewritten. The story did happen originally thousands of years before Jesus was even born. And then the story kept getting copied over and over and over. The true story of Jesus has really never truthfully fully been read. The, 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 the Sinai Bible is probably closest to the truth because the Sinai Bible was written before the King James Bible and some of the other canonized books. And there's about 14,000 differences between the two. And one of the biggest discrepancies is Jesus was never crucified. Matter of fact, Harvard has a copy of the book of Jesus's wife in its seminary library. What? So most likely he got married, had kids, and the Merovingian bloodline most likely is still walking the planet till this very, very day. And so I think that those stories of the ancient, situ uh, you know, the ancient cultures having that same story over and over again was just it being copied again from culture to culture and being reread, and the names being slightly changed, but it happened originally uh, thousands of years prior with horse. So did the actual actions happen again, or it's just the story being rewritten over and over again? Just the story being rewritten over and over again with different names uh, to the same exact tale. Yeah, just so, like if you read the Epic of Gilgamesh, you discover that's the true story of Noah's Ark in the Bible. They copied it from the Epic of Gilgamesh. It's not two separate stories. It's the same exact story being rewritten. So who was Jesus then? What is the story? I believe that Jesus, his real name is Yeshua. First of all, he was a real person that did exist. I've been to the house where he grew up uh, in Egypt. Because if you remember in the Bible, Jesus disappears from the Bible at the age of 12. Mm -hmm. disappears. You don't see him again until he's 32. He's gone. Where does he go? The gospel of the Holy Twelve, which was left out of the Bible, has the answer. He goes to Egypt. I've been there. If you go to Coptic Cairo, you can go to the house where Jesus and his mother lived in there, in, in, in that area, and it's become, it's be, they, they turned it into like a crypt now. So you can go there, you can, you know, see where the, the bed he slept in and everything. It's still there. Mm -hmm. And um, he was learning the Egyptian mysteries. From there, he went all the way up into Tibet to learn Reiki healing and Qigong, and that's been confirmed by the Dalai Lama. And then he left from there and went down into India to learn the mystic arts, teaching reincarnation all the way back to Egypt. And then the Bible picks up, I call my son out of Egypt, and then you see him appear on the back of a donkey in Jerusalem at the age of 32. And that's where the Bible text picks him back up, it's coming back in. But he was a very spiritual being. He was a virgin birth, and what's interesting is in the Apocrypha text, the text that was kept out of the Bible, you discover his grandmother, Mary's mother, was also a virgin birth. And if you look at the Sumerian tablets, you discover that these virgin births were not unusual. They were experimenting in these types of in vitro fertilization techniques where they would take an egg and put it in the womb and take it to term, not their egg, another uh, woman's egg. Um, and they have this whole section in Egypt called uh, the Hathor's Temple at Dendera, where they have these birthing centers where they were doing yeah, this. Yes, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. The front, the when you walk into Dendera, the first temple on the yes. right, um, before exactly. the main temple, and then there's Isis's temple behind that. Yes. 
That's it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, they get that right. At least they said that that was the birthing temple. They got that right. Yeah. I think he's half human, half Atlantean. That's my personal opinion. So if they were placing an egg inside of a woman, it wasn't mm -hmm. hers. Right, correct. So he was a virgin birth, and so was his, his grandmother was also a virgin birth. They were planted on this timeline for a specific reason by the people who control from behind the scenes, which were these... They call themselves the ordainers of destiny in the Sumerian tablets. They control. They believed that they had the right to control destinies on this planet, and they would they would use this crystal tablet to see potential outcomes and futures that they wanted, and they would then pick the one they wanted to coalesce into one real outcome, and they would go behind go go ahead putting action behind that to make that reality come true for them. Masters at manifesting. So. The new Lipman Tornado Spin Mop. High-speed ringer and extra-large microfiber head removes excess water for a fast clean. Fill it, spin it, and mop it like it's hot. Learn more at Lipman.com. So was this Bloodlines then? Were they, yes, were they playing with Bloodlines and the yes. inherent skills that these Bloodlines or these inherent genetic um, advantages that they had? Was that what they were working with to create... A superhuman? Yeah, you're exactly right. They had, prior to the flood, the Anunnaki, who are, who are also the Atlanteans, that's the same people. The Atlantean is a civilization. Anunnaki means those who came from heaven to earth. So it's like if we traveled to Mars, we wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I'm Billy Carson from Boca Raton, Florida. I would say I'm an earthling, right? Mm -hmm. So Anunnaki yeah. is that generalized term. Atlantean is the type of civilization they created. So, and so um, basically... What you find is that before the flood, they didn't even interact with the hominids that were on this planet. They didn't interact with us. Our cousins were here, not homo sapiens sapiens, but a different version of us was already here. Then they started tinkering because they wanted to create a slave race of people. And then after the flood, they decided to utilize this new tinker genetically modified version of a homo sapiens sapiens. Uh, and they would, they would create leaders of these areas. Like for example, a pharaoh would be and the, the initial pharaohs would be a direct bloodline of one of these Anunnaki people. In other words, it would be half human and half Anunnaki, where the term demigod comes from in Greek and Rome and all of that. Um, and so they would make that liaison, that bloodline liaison between them and the people. As time continued to go by and, and, and cultures and the way that the economics and the civilizations and the kingship and everything changed, they began to then, for whatever reason, handpick specific people to do specific things, and they would then create these genetically modified or bloodline people. Yeshua was one of them, um, who I believe he was half human and half Anunnaki. That's just my personal opinion. I have not read that anywhere, but that's based on what I've researched yeah. and what I know from studying ancient cultures. I believe that he was not one, and he, well, he, he himself said he's not of this world, which means he's an alien. Okay, that's the definition. <laughs> that's true. That's the definition. Uh, and so I believe that he was a chosen one for whatever the full mission was. And I think the real mission was to bring a certain level of Christ consciousness, which existed before Jesus Christ, that terminology ever came to be. Christ consciousness is ancient, it's super ancient. And it's a certain level of consciousness that you, a person can get to this level where they're all knowing, all loving, they're, they're the epitome of service to others and unconditional love for, for one another. Uh, you know, a real true ascended being. And Jesus never said he was gonna return. He said that Christ would return. And he's talking about the consciousness coming back to this planet and raising everyone up to a high level and bringing back a new golden age. It's a level of consciousness where 
you have this crystallized consciousness where everything that you think of is about how can I become a problem solver? I'm not a victim. How can I help someone? How can I love this person better? How can I solve problems before they happen? Because a genius will solve problems before they happen. So these people were high-level thinkers. They'll think into the future and think of what all the outcomes can be and then create solutions before they even need them. That kind of level of thinking, uh, how to heal people, not, no suppression of medical technology and information and stuff like that, creating a true super-Christ civilization. It definitely looks like in ancient times, um, Akhenaten and um, Nefertiti, yeah, there's no chance that they're they're like human like we would think. They yeah. had uh, very androgynous, odd bodies, long yeah. heads, um, mm -hmm. extended skulls. Like they, yeah. did they really exist, or are yeah. they okay? I always wondered that about some of the ancient history of Egypt and Osiris and Isis, and were they sort of energetic representations? Were they are they archetypal to describe a story and a pattern? or a consciousness or an energy or were these really people yeah they were real people they actually did live and exist and walk amongst men they said that they would walk amongst men but unlike men which means that they were something a little different and uh when you look at the stories about them you realize that they were real they have found the busts of nefertiti they found this uh statue of her full body which exists oh. the head's missing but the body's there so you can see the full body was it like uh, Akhenaten? Was it an Akhenaten-shaped body where the hips she had were a really lot of She had a lot of curves. <laughs> so did Akhenaten. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's weird bodies. Yeah. And uh, Akhenaten, he really existed because he literally was ousted. So Akhenaten is King Tut's father. Queen Taye and Amonhotep III was uh, King Tut's grandfather and grandmother. Akhenaten, he got in big trouble because... When you go to Egypt, if you, if you ever notice, all those chipped away gods, all those people are chipped away, all their faces Every are chipped temple. away. That was under the order. Initially, who started that? Akhenaten. So Akhenaten decided, I'm going to become a monotheistic uh, ruler and not, you know, not the kind of believes in multiple gods. And so, and what got into him was Amun-Ra, who's also Thoth's brother. His brother, his name is Marduk in the Bible and the Jewish Torah, but in Egypt, his name is uh, Amun-Ra. He's the one who said, whenever you give thanks, you say amen to me. You give thanks to me. This is why people say amen. They're not saying amen to the creator of the universe. They're actually saying amen to this guy who says a brutal killing ruler, an evil dude, who was so jealous. He scratched that from my vocab. <laughs> listen, he said, there'll be no other God but me. That was the terminology that made it into the actual biblical text. I'm a jealous God that made it into the biblical text. Why would the creator of the universe be jealous? Why would the creator of the universe demand that other gods, which means there are other gods, I'm surprised mm. you haven't left that in there, mm. you know, exist? And so this was Amin-Ra talking. You can look him up on the Jewish American Library and all that stuff. His name is all over the place. He's all in there interacting and talking and creating all kinds of issues and problems. And he told Akhenaten that you worship me and you get everyone to worship me and deface all the other gods. So Akhenaten started ordering and decreeing that all these things be chipped away everywhere you go. Chip away the faces, chip away the ears and nose. told us it was the Romans when I went. Yeah, no, no, no. Akhenaten, going to the super ancient history, you find it's Akhenaten, that's why he was kicked out of Egypt. He was kicked out of Egypt and when he left Egypt, he went to the, to the Great Pyramid and he went to that stone box area inside the king's chamber and took yep. the Ark of the Covenant with him. See, Akhenaten is Moses. <laughs> That's the Moses story.
He takes that with him. He flees with all his new followers. There were no slaves in Egypt. I'm going to say this again. There were no slaves in Egypt working on pyramids. There were people who had their home slaves, but there were nobody building pyramids. We know this for a fact because we have all the work records. We discovered all the broken oh, legs really? and broken arm records. We have all the payroll records. All Come of them. On. Yes, it's all done. We have all, it's all in the museum now. So we have all the information that showed these people were paid. They had insurance. They had coverage and all this. We know for a fact that these people were not slaves. The people that were this, this exodus that left out of Egypt, they were the people who converted from believing in multiple gods and believing in the one God religion, monotheism, following Akhenaten. And he fled with all these people out of Egypt with the Ark of the Covenant. And that's why the powers that be sent an army after him. They're like, you took the source of our power with, with you. We got to have that. And they fled after him. He never crossed the Red Sea. When you That's a mistranslation in the Bible. He crossed the Sea of Reeds, which is a closer, much smaller sea. And when you do the geological rewind, which we have the computer models simulate now, around that same time frame that this happened, there was a massive earthquake and a tsunami estimated to be in that region, which means it would have sucked all the water out and would have come crashing back. So you see how stories get remixed. What's happened here was a natural disaster in perfect timing. Um, but they, they did end up in the desert with the Ark of the Covenant, which is well noted and documented in biblical text. All right. So what was the Ark of the Covenant? A super advanced technological machine. It was multi-purposeful. We know this because uh, of the way that it's designed and what it reads, you know, what it says, what it was capable of doing. It's a weapon, but it also has the capability of being a power source. So it does multiple things. And to handle it, you had to have lead. Okay, you had to have these special kind of boots on because it was a capacitor. And some scientists at several universities experimented with cre recreating the ark using the instructions that are in the Bible. And it was so powerful, they had to shut it down. What? Yeah. This is, anybody can Google this. This is like, it was mainstream news about maybe 15 years ago. They've done this already. They reproduced it, and it actually turned on. What did the cherubs do? What did the angels, the cherubs do? What were the they? The cherubims at the top. Electricity? Electricity, yes. Exactly. A big spark. When you look up the video on YouTube, you see a big spark jumping across an arc. That's... Why do I care about papers so much? Because my life and career were built on them. Auditions, headshots, box line. Ethan, empty, flatten, then recycle. I'm a papertarian. Sue me. And you can recycle those papers, too. That's the arc. That's why they call it the arc. It's the arc, which is the, elect ele you know, the electromagnetic arc. It jumps from one cherubim to the next. <laughs> I've also heard that incense and... And, and the smoke from it was used to be able to see the energy, be able to see like the electricity and the energy working, that it was part of its, the a way to, and that's kind of where some of the incense became ceremonial. It's like when you see a laser show, they have to put that mist out there. The yes, exactly. like light the air. Yes, exactly, same, same exact thing. That's exactly what they did. I also so heard there was more than one arc, too. There wasn't there's more than one arc. That is correct. There's more than one arc. There was more than one arc. Um, they've all been taken now, so nobody knows where they are. The last one that we knew of was in Ethiopia yeah. at an Ethiopian church, yeah. and a guy discovered it there about seven or eight years ago, and he went public with it, and then within a year it was stolen from there because there was no military, no, no police, no security, just some temple and uh, church priests, you know, guarding it. 
So they took it very easily. And I was the last one known of that was publicly available. The rest are probably in some type of a military bunker. I think Graham Hancock did a pretty deep dive on the ARC. And they, the, anybody that interacted with the ARC would essentially not want the job because they would die. Yeah, they would die. They're, they would get what looked like radiation sickness. Their eyes right. would start bleeding. Their nose would start bleeding. Their nails would fall off. Their skin would boil. Their hair would fall out. That sounds like radiation sickness. So what did they use it for in ancient times where it was productive? The Great Pyramid itself is a power generator. That's yeah. one of the purposes. Just That's just one. It was a multifunctional stone computer also. But just for the purposes of this, it was built on top of an aquifer. And the Nile used to run very close to the pyramids on Giza. Now it's way, man, way, it way off. It used to go up the all time. the temples. All the temples have their ramps. And you can see that it doesn't look like normal steps. Like the water was right up to like all the temples, right? Exactly, right up to them. And the water running underneath the Great Pyramid would run underneath in that aquifer. And that moving water would then run right underneath the uh, solid granite, magnetized granite uh, that was there, crystal granite. Now, when you have running water against magnetized crystal granite, which is the base there, it creates physiostatic electricity. Those ions would get pushed up into the uh, Grand Gallery, and they had used to have resonating rods in the slots going up the Grand Gallery. When it got to the King's Chamber, some other type of you know fusion would happen, and it would then send the energy up through the apex, and the apex, which is now missing, would then transmit it out wirelessly to the obelisk, which then, which then collect this ambient electricity. And if you had a jed, you can pick up this ambient wireless electricity you can see the jet connected to light bulbs and so forth, like in there. The, one, the jet has the three or four bars on it. Exactly. And so Nikola Tesla copied that same energy power technique with the Wardenclyffe Cliff Tower. And so what, uh, when the water shifted away, began to meander away, and I think it really happened after the last pyramid war, it broke the stone computer. It broke the stone uh, power generator. And so what they realized was we could take this arc and we could put it in this, they made this makeshift, granite box which is not a sarcophagus because i can't even fit it and i'm six foot four i can't explain <laughs> yeah. it i fit just fine i was totally fine my my toning inside of the yeah. box felt sounded great nice. um but it, it's yeah. definitely not big enough to be yeah, a sarcophagus when you've seen the real ones they're giant they're, they're massive i had to bend my knees so i knew it wasn't a sarcophagus but it's the same exact i measured it it's the same exact dimensions as what the ark of the covenant identical dimensions, which means it fit right in that box. And so if you don't have the water, you need something else to arc the power, perfect location to put it in the king's chamber to send the energy through the apex so they can keep the wireless wireless energy going. So energy. Akhenaten, yeah. So when Akhenaten took that, he took the power source for Egypt. Send you right back in time if you don't have power. And exactly. also no one would want that right now because institutions would lose billions of dollars because you would be allowing free energy. Free energy puts everyone on the equal playing field. You know, no more third world country. If you got energy and water, everybody's equal and they don't want that. They want to keep the boot on the necks of the people and control and hoard the power in one region so they can dominate the rest of the planet. What yeah. do you believe the temples were used for? Temples had a couple of different purposes. One, they're built on top of these uh, extreme magnetic fields. And so in some way, they would harness those magnetic fields for some type of energy purposes. In some way, they were utilizing this energy for, like the fountain of youth. They would utilize it to, mm. for, for anti-aging techniques, anti-aging methods. Also, there's a couple of temples that people, sick people would be allowed to go into. Right. They would walk between these two 
magnetized granite plates and it would heal them for the Anunnaki Atlantean people or the pharaohs it was anti-aging they've done experiments inside of some of these temples and some of these similar magnetic fields where plants grow twice as fast and are more abundant uh, and so you know they, they were built plus also the design of them had ancient secrets and mysteries encoded into the actual construction technique right. that was yeah. left behind for people to read people who knew the brick masons and so forth they get information from these structures and buildings in as the well. pattern of the building of the temple like yes. how the rooms were organized how you'd walk yeah. through it yeah right exactly i ended up getting a feeling when i was there that um it felt like where they used to practice magic what we would call magic now they used to pr it felt like something somewhere they used to practice those things do everything from change the weather to heal people See, they understood something. So the English language, which has now dominated the entire planet, that's not an accident. The English, the English language is, is the weakest language. And what I mean by that, words have power. Words can literally affect and change the ether of space-time itself. And the further back you go in time, the closer you get to the language of light, which is what the ancient Kemetic people and Egyptians would speak back in ancient times those words had supreme power over, over reality itself and uh, and so you know just speaking certain ways and saying th certain things can control different outcomes because we know cymatic frequencies which are created by our vocal cords they emanate out of you we think they're just words but they're actually codes that the universe picks up programming codes and then the universe then enacts those codes that's how a lot of things happen and so it's um it's a way of you know creating different realities and it's the power of the voice and the power of speaking and so you know coming into english which is now dominate dominated the whole planet we have one of the weakest forces that we can speak it's easy to understand it's easy to pick up hmm. but it has the least power over the space-time energy every now and then something or someone comes along with the power to shape the whole world forever the kia ev9 here to reshape the way we move kia movement that inspires i want to talk about dna but i feel like i want to talk about where we came from anunnaki what we are made of like what makes us up like what makes us humans so going back then it's really generally like what is the extraterrestrial's role in the civilization. So where did it begin from your knowledge? Well, if you look at these ancient Sumerian tablets, uh, a special tablet, there's two actually real good ones, the Epic of Atrahasis and the Enuma Elish and the Seven Tablets of Creation. Those are two separate writings that are so profound because they talk about not only our solar system, but the actual creation of our solar system. They talk about the creation of Earth itself. That information from the Enuma Elish got copied into the modern day Bible, but only a small amount of it. The full story is in the Enuma Elish. You discover that a very long time ago, there was another planet named Tiamat. This planet was actually the fourth planet. Mars was a habitable moon of that planet. This planet was four to six times larger than Earth, a water-bearing planet with land and life. And supposedly, it's when the sun reflected off of it, it was so beautiful, it would rival the sun's glory. That's how beautiful this planet was. Now, in this process of the formation of our solar system, there were a lot of different rogue planets. 
and and moons that were out of sorts. And uh, on this one orbit, this one collided with Tiamat and mm. broke it into pieces. Now, a giant piece swung away and recoalesced with all the water, organic life. It used to have living people on it. It recoalesced and moved into the third position and tugged along with it, Lamu, which is the moon, and became the Earth. And the rest of it broke up into giant chunks and became the asteroid belt. And then it slung Mars into this weird elliptical orbit around the sun. And computer models by NASA and the European Space Agency confirmed this that Mars used to orbit another planet that's now missing, which is why it has such a weird orbit. And when you look at Mars, one side is charred, the other side is smooth, and which is crazy. So it means that the side that's charred is the side that took the brunt of the hit from the exploding pieces of Tiamat. And also Mars's equator is not perfectly straight. It's been shifted about 45 degrees, which means the mass that hit it tugged on the crust and shifted it about 45 degrees. So that's the evidence. That's the circumstantial evidence we have of this planet, uh, the asteroid belt, and the, and, the, and the shape that Mars is in right now. Uh, and so these um, people came from another planet that was orbiting our sun. They were on a planet named Nibiru, according to the Enuma Elish. And they came from Nibiru to Earth. They went through the Hammond Bracelet, which is the asteroid belt. They got down to Earth, and then uh, one of them did, and decided, wow, this is incredible. I finally found the gold that we need. I found the resources that we need. We can create a breakaway civilization here. All the resources are here to start over again or start a fresh civilization. And so he used this thing called a crystal tablet, which is crazy, to communicate back with his planet and let them know that he has found the place to create a new civilization. And shortly after... This pantheon, they call it a pantheon. So pantheon did not originate in Greece and all that. It originated in the ancient Sumerian tablets. This pantheon of these beings came, and they started showing up a little bit at a time. And they began to survey the land and began to build a new breakaway civilization. And they brought these EGG with them. This is about 450,000 years ago, according to the tablets. They worked and mined the land and create structures and cities and everything else without us. We were already here, but we weren't we weren't working for them. We weren't the slaves yet. We were just hunter-gatherers or whatever we were out here doing our thing. For 200,000 years, they put the EGG. The EGG, according to these tablets, were the working-class people, but they worked for 200,000 years, and they got tired of working, according to the tablets. They, they were so pissed off. They were so angry. The conditions were harsh. They felt like they were being converted into slaves. And so they had a coup, and they decided to go against the kings of Earth. So there were a lot of them were working on Mars, and they were building structures and stuff on Mars. This is why there's anomalies on Mars that match stuff on Earth. Oh. They they went from Mars to Earth to have a war, and these are the sons of God that fell from heaven. They came down because God, who, uh, not the God of the Creator, but the God of these Anunnaki people was Anu, the father of Enki and Enlil, the uncle of Thoth and Marduk, Amun Ra, mm. and they encircled their camp in uh, a place called Adam's Calendar in South Africa. They found this location. This location is a tourist attraction now. It's the very first gold mine ever discovered. They can date it all the way back to that time frame. Because the so Anunnaki you know needed gold, right? Exactly, they needed gold, amongst other things. I don't think they were shipping it back to their home planet like Zachariah Sitchin was saying, but they were utilizing gold. Gold is a technological element you need it for everything, right? We couldn't have any. T I couldn't talk to you right now without this, without gold inside this mic and this computer circuit board and everything else. And so, it's a foundation of a high-level civilization. 
Um, and so they decided, Enki says, I have an idea to stop this war. There's an existing being on this planet. We can add our, add our essence to it and have it bear the load. In other words, we can genetically modify it, make it more, uh, make it understand what we're saying, make it, make it, uh, you know, make it less volatile or, or, or whatever, uh, domesticate it, and then we can make it do the work that you guys are doing. You guys can take off now. And it was agreed upon in the tablets. So they started this project of capturing hominids and tinkering with their DNA. And they started off with this cloning system at first. But the problem was they couldn't mate. When they would mate, they weren't having babies. Just like if you made a tiger and a lion, you have a tigon, but you don't have babies, right? So they were like, man, what are we gonna do here? This is crazy. It's too much work to have to keep making these slaves and we don't wanna go back to war against these people. So ISIS says, I have an idea. ISIS? ISIS. ISIS says, I have an idea. She was part of the story. Yes. (laughs) She says, I'm gonna take an egg from one of the women and they took the egg and they That's cleaned up the That's represented by the egg. That's right. <laughs> okay, sorry, keep going. That's okay. This is an old Sumerian tablet. She took the egg and she cleaned out some of the genetic material or whatever they did. They made a zygote. They added some of their essence to the egg. They say essence. I think that's genetic modification in my understanding. They took this zygote, which is what you call it modern science. They put it in her womb. She took it to term 10 months, not nine, 10 months, and then... You see her in this famous cylinder scroll holding up this baby saying, my hands have been created it. She gave birth to the Adamu, which means first man. It was not the first human being that ever existed. It's the first successful homo sapien sapien that now should be able to reproduce on its own. Because Isis supposedly had sex and a baby from um, putting back together the body of Osiris. Osiris. Right. Which of course didn't happen. There's obviously no. symbolic, symbolic. To, so yeah. that freaking connects that dot. Right, right. Exactly what happened. And so they raised Adam. And he and was then, missing his penis, right? Wasn't it? I think Osiris yes. was missing. Os- Osiris, his- she, she, he was missing his penis. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, and they, 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 so they put Adam in this Eden, E D I N, and the Lord of Eden. She was Satan was the name. The guy who ruled over Eden was Satan, the Lord of Eden, in the tablets. Okay, and that was actually Enlil, and the Bible calls him Yahweh. They think he's God. That guy's just masquerading as God. It was never God. And this Eden was this laboratory where they would have these mating rituals between the different peoples. And they got when they got Adam in there, they tried to mate him with these other ones. wasn't working out. So they said, okay, let's take some DNA from him. Let's make another one of him. They made Eve. Then. They made it them, and bingo, it worked. So they didn't make eight billion people from two. They made more Adams and more Eves, made more Adams and more Eves through the general process of, of, you know, getting pregnant and birthing. And so they created this genetic diversity so that they can then create and multiply. Who people can't create eight billion? I did the mathematics last night. I actually talked about this on a podcast last night. For, for there to be eight billion people on Earth, and the Earth only be you know, according to Christians, 6,000 years ago is when all this started. You'd have to have, on the first day they had sex, it'd have to be 1.3 million people born that day, and every single day thereafter until today to have 8 billion people. Oh, yeah, that's it just didn't happen. Yeah. Didn't happen. And so they created this diversity, a pool of genetics, and then they kept cross-mating in a way, which is why they had such strict rules on mating and when you can mate and who you can mate with to prevent inbreeding. This is a great story in these tablets. 
Wow. And that's how they began to create the diversity that, that puts out the Homo sapiens sapiens. Um, crazy story. That was about 200,000 years ago. They also genetically modified us by taking chromosome number two out of our body, fusing it together, and put, putting telomere caps on each end to limit our lifespans. And scientists now, geneticists at universities, they teach this. They say, we don't know how this happened. It's an artificial mutation that would have taken millions of years to happen, but it happened about 200,000 years ago. So the tablets line up with modern science once again. And, and they say we can live about 120 years, right? Isn't that the cap? Isn't that the telomere cap sort of prediction is that it's you have 120 yes. years to live if you live that's well? That's it. That is absolutely right. Our and that's about all people lifespan. live to. We, we make it to 80 if we're lucky now because of all the toxins and poisons. If we're looking for that, we make it to 120. So what's up with the junk DNA? Oh, yeah, so the junk DNA is not junk. It's They call it junk, but it's just disconnected nodes. So our ancestors, our cousins who were here already on this planet, in my opinion, after researching them, they were more advanced than us, not technologically, but spiritually. The bones have been left behind. We found the skulls. We found the bones. Bigger, bigger skulls, bigger bones, bigger brain capacity, not smaller, but larger brain capacity. They probably had larger pineal glands. They probably had more DNA connected, which gave them the capability of different uh, imbued sensory perception like telekinesis maybe or silent communi you know, communication, understanding how to sense the magnetic field of the earth. Right now we have billions of magnetite crystals in our heads and we can't sense the earth's magnetic field. We can't navigate via magnetism, but they could back then. Inside of the pineal gland is crystals. It's crystalline, crystalline structure, right? It's a crystalline structure that uh, when you put the right amount of pressure, it will spark. You can have a kundalini awakening. You know, but a lot of that has been lost and forgotten about as we become technological babies and we rely everything on everything external. We don't go into our internal technology to use it anymore. Can we activate it? the uh, you know the, breath, the best way to activate your pineal gland first of all is to detox it getting away from fluorides and toxins and processed foods and and eating clean um, and then of course through meditation but also through a special type of meditation called breathwork meditation breathwork meditation for two to three hours will create this scenario in the brain where the brain thinks you're getting near death when you do the breathwork technique and then force the pineal gland to to pressure up and squeeze and release more DMT. You can have a psychedelic experience without going to the jungle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and without throwing up or <laughs> right. purging, sorry. <laughs> or somebody robbing you or abducting you and taking your organs out. You know, all kind of crazy stuff happens when people go to get these, these, uh, these substances. They don't know what they're getting into. What are we as a human body? Well, the human body is an avatar, just like the movie Avatar. It's a receptor. It receives and holds the spirit temporally. And so the avatar body is set up in a way where it's, it's, it's a biological robot and machine imbued with sophisticated technologies and advanced capabilities that we are right now not fully tapped into. Some people have better gifts and energy than others, and some haven't accessed any of it. But the way the body is set up, we have a couple things that hold your spirit in your body, that lock that frequency in. 
One is the neural correlates of consciousness. Those are three giant neurons that wrap around the inside of the skull. And when you look at them on a scan, it looks like a crown of thorns. Oh, my God. that story before, right? (laughs) So it's as a metaphor, Jesus with the crown of thorns is Christ consciousness. It has nothing to do with him putting on a real crown of thorns. It's the one that's inside of every single human being's head right now. But that works in collaboration with the magnetite crystal and your colostrum and your neocortex. Those things all work together to combine to allow a frequency to be encapsulated and be hosted inside the physical avatar body. So it's the ghost, you become the ghost in the shell and you animate this shell via that spirit that's being housed and it's only being locked in because of those four things I just mentioned. We have a tremendous amount of power within us too. I've always been so fascinated with just how much power the body can produce and mm-hmm. which is like, uh, how many trillion volts? It's like insane. 2.3, 2.63 trillion volts of electricity. Each cell has 0.07 volts of electricity in the human, you know, each, each cell. And you add up the amount of cells, it becomes trillions of volts of electricity. I mean, it's crazy how much power we have inside of us and that's the secret be, be, in, in Reiki and Qigong. It's understanding how to move the energy from those cells and channel it through the body for the purpose of healing and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the things that Yeshua, a.k.a. Jesus, became a master at. Did you ever um, read the Magdalene Manuscript with, uh, with um, the story from Mary Magdalene and how they used sex to uh, strengthen his ka body, the etheric field, the second body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that stuff, yeah. Would that yeah. be part of that, part of strengthening his body energetically, moving energy? It's pretty interesting because you talk about recycling the kundalini. Mm-hmm. There's special techniques that even men can do where you can uh, actually uh, not ejaculate. You can actually ejaculate but not, not release the semen and then recirculate energy back in through the kundalini again. There's all these different type of tantra techniques. Um, and so according to ancient sages and wisdom keepers, it's real and it actually works. You know, it's a technique that can be learned and actually perfected. Hmm. That's pretty interesting stuff. Wow. So then what's the role of the brain? The brain is just like a microchip, you know, it's a microprocessor. It's a, you know, it's a central processing unit. It allows you to be able to, to connect to multiple dimensions. And so if you look back to some of my oldest videos, maybe eight, 10 years ago, I was talking about the fact that the universe is 11 dimensions and the brain can tap into all those higher dimensions and people used to laugh at me, tell me I was crazy and you're making all this stuff up. Just last year, in 2022, scientists at the Brain Institute discovered that the brain now connects to 11 dimensions. Holy and that shit. the universe, where I got the concept of 11 dimensions of the universe, first was from theoretical physicists like Michio Kaku, saying that the universe is 11 dimensions or it would collapse. When I looked into it, many other people collaborated and became peer-reviewed science. So then I hypothesize that the brain is connecting to those 11 as well because we are multidimensional beings and those are the, the dimensions we're connecting with on a moment-by-moment basis. And we have the capability of tapping into higher knowledge and higher dimensions. And then to, uh, 2022, it finally comes out, they discovered it's actually real and that the brain is, is a multidimensional functional computer. It's a processor. It allows us to tap in and, and, have it, and incorporate spiritual energy and also what we call physical, third-dimensional, um, you know, uh, feelings and energy. So it combines the spiritual and the physical together in one place. How can we, in, 
have more awareness for those dimensions? The best thing to do is get to what I call a Merkava meditation. Merkava, that three words actually sounds like one. But it's an ancient meditation technique to actually teach this. Uh, and I do a, a guided meditation on, on my TV network. It, you, you actually end up going through this meditation where you step into your vehicle of ascension, which is what the Merkava is. Mm-hmm. It's this star tetrahedron that's counterclockwise spinning. Mm-hmm. And you actually can get inside of it and take it to higher dimensions. You can travel to dimensions through the Merkaba. It's even talked about in the Emerald Tablets. Thoth talks about traveling to these higher dimensions as well, be it the same exact technique. Could this be also then used as time travel? Because like, when I think about time travel, I think we think we want to take our body and go somewhere else. But look, like... I feel like I you time travel at night when you go to sleep. You time travel when you do certain, you know, modalities and techniques like breathing or EMDR or something like that. You can revisit the past. And so, like, in your opinion, what is what would time travel actually look like? And are we actually already doing it? There's a couple. Welcome to Crave Corner. Hot takes for giant sports fans. Now the world is gearing up to watch the final two teams face off in side chick mania. Team Sweet Chick and Team Spicy Chick made up of the juiciest players we've seen well in recent years. Let's pass to my co-host with the most to help us take a look at the key chicks to watch. Interceptor, Victor Cruz, Long Sport. Team Spicy, we've got the perfectly crunchy Spice Spice Baby. Team Sweet, we've got the glazed risky biscuit. Team Spicy, we have Dr. Spike, all new side chicks. Hail Marys for any sport. There's a couple ways to do it. If you want to look at the non-physical movement of it, it can be done through the mind. We know that through remote viewing, through other uh, mind techniques and thought experiments, that the the mind can travel backwards and forwards in time to collect information. Mm -hmm. The mind can even be sent to different locations to collect data and intel, which the U.S. military actually had a program. The CIA had a military program for, it's called Project Stargate, for that one purpose sending minds outside of space and time to gather intel against foreign enemy and stuff like that. So we know that's a real program that actually existed and it's 100% possible. The other way is through these different types of meditations, you can create the same situation or scenario with those talks about utilizing it to go through these gates, the gates of heaven. He says the gates of heaven is not what people think. It's these stargates that take you to other dimensions and locations. And at these higher dimensions, the past, present, and future exist at the same time. It would be like me looking down at myself from a higher dimension. I would be like looking at myself in a house, in the house I'm in now. From a higher dimension, I can see myself in every single room in this house, but at a different stage in my life. And I'm witnessing it all at once. Okay, so that's another form of time travel. And then in the physical way, we time travel all the time. If you hop on a plane, if you get into a rocket and go into space, if you drive a race car, (laughs) anyone that's moving away at a specific speed relative to somebody standing still is moving forward. uh, uh, You're moving forward in time, just ever so slightly. Tiny, Uh tiny plonk units of a moment, but they're measurable. Yeah, measurable. Going backwards in time is also possible, but that would require the capability of moving percentages, higher percentages of the speed of light, because that would then would allow you to go backward in time. The problem of going backward in time, you have the grandfather paradox. And so if I kill, go back and kill my grandfather, how was I born to go back in time? I solved that paradox by saying and hypothesizing that if I travel back in time, the reason why I can kill my grandfather and still have gone back to do it is because I'm now on an alternative timeline. Sure. I don't think you can go back in time on the same timeline. You shift into an alternate universe. 
if you go forward, you can stay on your same timeline. If you go backward, you shift into an alternate timeline. That's my personal hypothesis. I love to go into the thought around quantum entanglement and how it's possible to affect an atom at one side of the universe to the other instantaneously. The so quantum entanglement. It's a. It's, it's a, amazing. It's a, quantum entanglement first came to me when I was just doing a walking meditation. It came to me as parabolic down conversion. And so I go and look it up. A lot of my information comes to me like that. And then I go research it and find out it's actually real. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. It's coming from the field. You're getting it from the field. And then I find that with so many brilliant people that are doing this total esoteric knowledge research is that you actually back into it. You're like, you have an epiphany, you think Mm -hmm. something, and then you figure it out. So Exactly. It's exactly how it happens. So I'm like parabolic down conversion. So I go look it up. It's the it's the method used to take two particles and phase shift them on the same frequency so that you can quantum entangle the particles. Then you can take one particle and shift it to the other end of the universe if you can get there. And when you change the particle local to you, the other one will change instantaneously. In other words, if one is in a spin rate up, the other 